0: E. All right. Welcome to the Resilient Schools Podcast. We are here live at SDAC's uh, Bridging to Resilience Conference, and we have uh, Tyler Swalley, uh, who's a principal. Tyler, why don't you introduce yourself a little bit and tell us about you? I'm a principal
1: at Opportunity Academy in Newton, Kansas. Uh, we've, we serve seventh through twelfth grade students. Um, we serve three separate populations, uh, We serve a residential like foster care home that kids have a PR, they're in a PRTF, which stands for psychiatric residential treatment. We also have private pay PRTF kids. Um, So they're working to reintegrate back home with their, their parents. And then I serve the Newton public schools community and kids that have struggled for various reasons, anxiety, depression, attendance. They're maybe disruptive, whatever, with the Newton public schools community. Mm -hmm. So, okay. And how far away from Wichita is
0: Newton? It's about 25 minutes. Okay. So basically a suburb of Wichita. Okay. Cool. Very good. So you work with kids who are going through a lot, right? Yeah. And, and so they're, they're in a super difficult situation that it's, it's basically not safe for them to be not in your opportunity academy. Yeah. And it's a, uh, do the kids live there as well? Or
1: So the, the girls that the group home girls and the PRTF girls, they live on campus and there's little cottages. There's one North of us and one South of us. And they just walk, okay. walk to school every day yeah okay. um, with their staff. And so okay. uh, we have a partnership with the Ember Hope Youthville, which is kind of the, the organization that takes care of them and is putting all that on. Okay.
0: Cool. So when you were uh, getting your master's and wanting to be a principal, was this your dream destination so
1: interestingly enough, I thought about becoming like a high school principal or athletic director, and my wife has always it's all it was always a dream of hers um and i she let me know on like our second date oh. uh, that she wanted to be a foster parent and oh, so we at the time uh so we got married and shortly after that we began uh, our parenting courses for foster care and my second it so it would have been my second year in grad school or whatever we had kids come to us so um they are now we we adopted all three of them um, Mm -hmm. their sibling set Um, but we were we were foster parents through ember hope youthville who happens to be the organization that newton public school is partners with so as we were going through the process of you know just having them and doing all that Ember Hope and USD 373 got together and they wanted to open a school. And so they announced it in one of our high school staff meetings that they were opening up this alternative school partnering with Ember Hope. And it was like, never thought of it,
0: mm-hmm. but I'm like,
1: this is what I'm doing with my life right now. Anyway, Yeah, I've got kids in care, going to be working with the kids in care. And so it's just kind of evolved. It just kind of fell in my lap. Huh. Honestly, it That's didn't, awesome. wasn't a plan, um, I can't imagine doing anything different now Yeah, Uh, being a part of, like, I I think alternative schools, like, it's just got to, it's so much better than regular.
0: Yeah. So why do you say it's better than regular?
1: So I think of it as like, I think it's a challenge, but it's like a fun challenge. We are the last stop. We are the most of these kids last chance. And so there's no other place to go send them. So I have to figure, we have to figure it out. My staff and I, like it's, it's something if, if we don't help these kids, then they're going to struggle the rest of their life. Yeah. And so I love that aspect of it. Uh, you get to know the kids. So we have about 60 kids in the building. So I can go, it's, it's a hallway long. I mean, I can go class to class to class and see every kid every day, get to know them, talk to them. And even though I'm not in the classroom, I can be a part of mm-hmm. their daily life. It's, I'm not so removed like a traditional school where the only time you go into your principal's office, it seems, you know, is yeah, for discipline when you're in trouble. Yeah. And so it's like, for, for me, it's like, I can greet him every morning and I see every kid I know who's there, who's not. I mean, and so you just get to know them on a different level. Yeah. That's cool.
0: With my thought about what makes a school like yours so powerful is, is similar to what you're saying, but it's also about that, like, you're the last chance, but also you're, you're the best chance. Like they don't have anything to lose at that point either. Right. Like, so you're both coming to this, recognizing that, like, where do we go from here? Like, it's pretty much like really bad situations only from here on out jail, homelessness, suicide, other things like, yeah. It's a a bad place to be in. And so it could be easy to think that there's no hope, but what do you see about hope in your school? So that's
1: a big thing that we we push is, you know, to love the kids, give them hope, provide them with an opportunity. You know, each day is a clean slate. Um, And we just try and get to know the kid, their story, what's going on, why, you know, what led them to this point, what happened for them to get here and then how can we best help them from day to day so like our students i have i have six teachers I have a middle school room and then i have five high school classrooms the the kids are in that room all day every day mm-hmm. um so they have the same teacher it's kind of like going back to elementary yeah. school right yeah that teacher gets to know them their quirks you know maybe when they're getting anxious they can kind of you pick up on those really quick um i figure by the time we've had a kid for two or three full weeks, that's probably, you know, a, a quarter of what it would take for a high school teacher yeah. to get to know that kid. Right. Yeah, And so it's like, we've already spent all that time. Mm-hmm. And so. Yeah,
0: yeah, that's really powerful. So what is something really amazing that you're doing at your school that you think is just like hitting the nail on the head?
1: Oh, well, okay. So, um, I actually, we, we had the news come through a couple of weeks ago. So I have a I have an aide at my building. So there's a teacher and an aide in every classroom for mm-hmm. the ten kids. And um I've had an aide that's been with us for um like four and a half years. Uh, she came to us kind of midway through the first year and she's taken on a couple of different little projects. So it started with we didn't really have many books in our library and she got those donated. Well, her most recent recent project was picked up by Cake News. Um uh, her name's Shauna McGinnis and she stopped by my office one day and was like, "Hey, you know, some of our kids just don't have very good clothes. Hmm. Do you mind if I turn the old girls locker room into like a little clothing closet?" Sure, yeah, whatever. It's that was my involvement in it. Yeah. Right there and uh she's collected clothing and so our kids have renamed it the drip closet. So they can get new <laughs> new drip clothes, you know, and they go they want to go in there and they'll leave with bags and bags of really nice clothes. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can just see it on their faces. They're feeling good about how they look.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, there's that big confidence boost with that. And so that's been something that's been really cool. And it's kind of grown this year. She's turning her sights onto the boys locker room. Yeah. So that she can yeah. expand it a little bit. That's but, cool. Uh, yeah. Cake news came through and did it. And, um, it's open to, they, they take them for free. Mm-hmm. Right. And so if they want to take it for their siblings, whatever. Yeah. yeah. So it's all set up where they can. Just kind of come and take what you need, and so the yeah. kids really enjoy that.
0: That's really great. Those are those are the kinds of things that you know when we think about like Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Like having your clothing taken care of and not having to worry about that is yeah is a bigger deal than we often give it credit for. Yeah. Like it's just clothes. Like who cares if you're wearing hand-me-downs? But um, but I was listening to a to a talk this morning, and the guy was talking about how he always managed to get new clothes for school, but his mom would wear the same skirts and dresses all the time. And she never got anything new, but he always, she always found a way to make sure that he did. Those are little things, but they're also really big things. Yeah. When you, when you think about the the kids that you're working with, a lot of times they may come to you and the the kids that I interviewed that have spoken at this conference, a lot of them talked about how they felt like people didn't really see them, didn't know them. There could be this lack of trust between the kids and the system. And this is just another school. They don't really care about me. Like my last school didn't. How do you help them feel seen besides the clothing thing? But what other things do you do to help them feel seen and like they're real people?
1: You know, um, there's like several aspects to that. I feel like Um, the big thing is, is like being able to speak their language, but also not be offended
0: by it. Uh, Yeah,
1: You know, they... My kids, they struggle with, you know, cussing, things like that. And it's like, but that's just what's spoken at their house Mm -hmm. and that's their lingo. That's how they've grown up. And so not taking offense to that, you know, making things kind of, you know, when they get upset, like not taking it personal, things like that have been huge. Um, And then just showing up consistently, checking in on them, talking to them, having conversations, Mm -hmm. being interested in whatever it is. Figuring out what they like, they dislike well, and spending time investing in them. Each kid's a little bit different, Um, but there will be times where I'll just call them down to my office and we'll just sit and talk. Like, you can tell you you're not doing well right now, or something's off. Like, let's talk. It's, you know, judge free zone. You, I know you're struggling with something. Mm-hmm. And we just start talking and I operate the building on it's not a gotcha moment. You know, I want you to understand. I want to promote honesty. Right. So. One of the things is, is, kids have to turn in their phones every day, mm-hmm. but we've always got a couple of kids that are like trying to sneak in the phone or they're trying to do stuff. And it's like, no, I, w- I want you to be able to have a conversation with me, be honest, because that's how we build trust. And it's like, I'm not looking to suspend you or send you home every time you screw up. And I think a lot of our kids just kind of assume, right. um, and, you know, yeah. had kids said that that's what they want. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, well, no, I, I I, can't build a relationship with you. I can't talk to you, engage with you, work with you if you're not here. So, you know, I'm going to keep you here, even though you don't want to be. And we're going to figure this out. Right. And, you know, I'm not the person for everyone, but I hope one of my teachers is if I'm mine. Mm-hmm. Right. And so, you know, I tell them, just find one person here that you can connect with and that you appreciate whatever. If it's me, great. If it's someone else, awesome. Mm-hmm. And, and so do they find one person? Is, I mean, pretty much everyone has. The, the, we've had pretty good success with just about every student. I think we've graduated over 100 students in the first five years that we've been open, and we only have 50 or 60 at a time. Yeah, that's good. And so um, we, we feel really good about that. I think our biggest struggle is just when I can't get a kid to come to the building. Mm-hmm. That's, that's one thing I wish I could figure out is... How do I get kids into my building that just, they, they hate school so much. They've had so much struggles with it, the anxiety, whatever it is, getting them to the building is like probably our most difficult thing for just a couple. Like if they don't show, it's, it's really hard for them to connect. If they, if they show up and give us a shot, Mm -hmm. I really like they're solid. They always find someone. Yeah. But like I have, I've had like one or two over the first five years that I'm like, if you would just come. Yeah. You know? And so, but I don't know whether it's family life that's holding it, you know, they got to feel like they got to work or there's other things, but we chip away at the kids and just make sure they find a person. And I, if they've come, they find a person.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty cool. And I think that there's a lot of value in that idea of just showing up that, yeah. you know, you don't have to be perfect when you're here. You don't have to be your best, but if you're here, then we got the skills and the tools to teach you yeah. and connect with you. But if you don't show up, like we can't do anything. And, and so that just makes it really challenging. One of my previous jobs was being principal of a prison school. okay, And, you know, it's kind of that same idea. Like this is, this is the last step. Like there's nothing worse than being in prison. And so how are you guys going to show up in this situation? And in, in that situation, it was that They they lost a lot of privileges if they weren't good in school. And so they didn't get their free time at the end of the day. Uh, And, you know, so they worked really hard to to be there and to be appropriate. But that doesn't mean that they were like engaged in the learning. Right. And and so how do you manage that part, the academic part of it? And how do you approach that?
1: So we've, we incentivize similar to like the free time, we incentivize, um, their work and work Mm -hmm. completion. Um, so the, the big thing there is, is trying to increase time on task. It's interesting. Some of our kids, they're like, well, if I sit next to the teacher, she just gives me all the answers. Yeah. No, she doesn't. (laughs) And I go and I sit there and I'll watch and I go, no, the teacher taught you and you learned like this is, but you know, we. We're not without our fault. Some of our kids are definitely, you know, they're there to kind of coast through. So we do everything on edgenuity. Uh-huh. It's, it's all computer based because I've got kids all over the place yeah. in terms of what they need. And so that can be, you know, some, some kids are really highly engaged and motivated to learn. And some it's like, hey, we're just working to kind of show you that you can do this and you can achieve it. And so um, we do an individual plan of study for each kid based on what credits they need for the state minimum to graduate and we have conversations and you just kind of slowly chip away. And, you know, the big thing that I've noticed too, is as we've gone through this process is teachers have built rapport with the kids in the room. And then as we add a new kid, you add one or two new kids and you, you know, your older kids kind of become your leaders Mm -hmm. and then you're just kind of teaching kids and bringing them along. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so a lot of our students do a lot of encouraging or like they'll provide you with that positive buy-in, Right. Like, hey, no, no, this is, this is a good teacher. Like, you, you're you yeah. taking care of, like, just give it time, right? Mm-hmm. Trust what they have to say. The academics uh, is something we're trying to kind of keep building on. But,
0: well, and truly, the academics is not as important as them, as the other things that they're learning. Oh, right. Yeah, exactly. And so, like, we put a lot of emphasis on that as educators because that's what we think our job is. But really, our job is to help them be good adults. Right. Yeah. And so, so like you don't, you don't really need algebra to be a good adult, but you do need to, you need self-regulation. You do need patience. You need kindness. You need love. Like those are all things that you need. And those are uh, more difficult to measure, more difficult to teach, but are so powerful and so impactful in how people live that it's worth it to, to do oh, that. Yeah. And so, yeah, this, this has been good. Thank you for your time. Thanks yeah. for being here, Tyler. Awesome. And uh, look forward to staying in touch and learning more from you in the future. Awesome.
1: Appreciate it. Yeah, thank, thank you. Thank you so much.
0: There are lots of solutions out there for giving students what they need when they need it. But when do they actually do all of those things? Visit MyFlexLearning.com BE to learn more and receive $500 off your first year. That's MyFlexLearning.com BE. Do you want to simplify your school's technology, save teachers time, improve students' performance on state assessments? You can do it all, but don't waste another minute. Head straight to IXL.com BE to learn how IXL's research-proven teaching and learning platform can help you achieve all these goals.